Welcome all to the first official episode of The Malcolm Project, a show designed to inspire conversation across the aisle. I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Getting ready to kick into this thing here. Um, we are so glad that you are here listening to just a couple of people um, who may have differing opinions, um, but we're willing to talk and uh, even debate them. So, um Basically, the way that this podcast came about um, was just an idea. Um, it's called the Malcolm Project. Basically, there I felt like I had no home in the political world. Um, I don't feel like I'm necessarily a Republican or a Democrat. Um, and so I came up with this idea of the Malcolm Party, um, which is basically like... Malcolm in the middle. Um, so basically what we've come up with, uh, the definition of Malcolmism is the ability to hear both sides and try to understand versus convert. Um, it's not about changing someone's opinion. It's about understanding their point of view. And Alex, how about you uh, tell the folks at home what our party animal is going to be? Well, I uh, thought long and hard about it. And I think we should go with the... Uh... You know, we got the, the old standbys of the donkey and the elephant, and uh, I think we want to be right in the middle with the uh, capybara. And I had I had no idea what the hell that was until Alex explained it to me just a couple minutes ago. Um, apparently, it is a large rodent. When I say large, I mean it's enormous, uh, 150 pounds at the at the max weight. That's a uh, a big ass hamster. They're very docile, and uh, frankly, I think in this party, you know, that's that's one of our, uh, you know, founding ideals. It's not about getting upset or, you know, blow, blowing a gasket. It's more about, you know, being calm, trying to understand the situation, listening, mostly, talking a little, you know, the capybara. You know, yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna probably be doing a lot of talking, uh, hopefully, just because it's a podcast. And uh, if we're not talking, then everybody's sleeping. So, or maybe sleeping during the podcast. I have no idea. Um, but kind of what I wanted to start with tonight, um, just kind of get the conversation started, was uh, I actually found a comparison chart between um, what a Democrat is versus what a Republican is, um, and I kind of just wanted to go through the list. And kind of all weigh in and Alex if you want to weigh in you just kind of say where you sit kind of if you're more democratic or you're if you're more democrat on that or more republican on something else or and then just kind of at the end we can kind of figure out where we sit and uh just at the end kind of try to understand how we get there or like where we feel like we fit in if that makes sense I agree let's go through the list do you, uh, you want to tell them where you found this list? Uh, yeah, so I found it on Diffin, uh, which I guess is just a website where you can type in two different things and they will basically pull up what each thing is, like a list of each item and it'll put a versus up. Like, like for, so this one is Democrat versus Republican and there's a bunch of different um categories we have like philosophy 
social and human ideas, stance on the military, stance on abortion, stance on taxes, just a whole bunch of different categories. And I, I did this for um, liberals versus conservatives, um, because that is what they have on here for Democrat is a liberal and a Republican is a conservative. Um, so I punched those in and they, they did the same thing. So Giffen is kind of a cool little tool to figure out what the differences are between anything, it seems like. Yeah, it seems pretty comprehensive and I don't know, a good tool that I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea existed. Yeah, just gotta just gotta Google something versus something and then bam. Diffin, number one. <laughs> Every time. So I looked up the definitions of uh, Democrat and Republican, and it is the most blah thing I think I've ever read. Uh, So a Democrat is an advocate of democracy. And uh, you're not going to believe this, but a Republican is an advocate of uh, Republican government. So I felt like that was really descriptive. So I had to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the difference between democracy and Republican or uh, uh, Republic uh, democracy, I believe, doesn't have a written constitution to help mediate um, the superpowers from getting out of control or like the the upper echelon from just completely taking dominance over the community. Whereas a republic like America has a written constitution that holds values for the like lower class, upper class, middle class, everybody has the same rights. No one can theoretically, no one can get above anybody else other than monetary or elected official. Isn't that, but communism? they're still held to the same standard. What are you saying? I said, isn't that communism? Like nobody can be at a higher social level than somebody else. Isn't that communism? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're at. I don't know. I mean, communism is where everybody makes the same and everybody has the same everything from the way I understand it. But what I'm saying is what I read was that a republic was so that everybody would be on even playing grounds as in um, like civil rights and um, human rights. Well, civil rights, human rights. I don't know. Well, that sounds good. I don't know. Just kind of what I came up with. But I, from what I've like learned over like the last couple of years, the further you go towards, um, so it goes a republic and then it goes a democracy and then it goes socialism and then it goes dictatorship, I believe is the order of governments and how it affects. Leaning towards more control kind of thing right well it's so the further you go so republican is like or a republic is like less government and then uh democracy brings in a little bit more government and then socialism brings in a little bit more government and then you end up with all government controlling everything what yeah one guy a dictatorship right but yeah so then i wanted to look up kind of definition of a conservative um so a liberal is willing to respect and accept behaviors or opinions differing from one's own 
So I was like, holy crap, that's weird because that sounds almost exactly like Malcolmism. So maybe, yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're, all right, maybe we're uh, just liberal. Yeah, no need to continue. Yeah. I guess we figured it out. Yeah, turns out uh, Malcolmism, right in the middle, Malcolmism is uh, liberal. Who knew? Yeah, who would have thought? And then, um, so that was just like the generic definition. And then there's a political definition, which is a supporter of a political and social philosophy that promotes individual rights, civil liberties, democracy, and free enterprise. So I was like, okay, well, that's again, that's a little bit. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, like doesn't sounds like a conservative. Yeah, well, and then so I looked up conservative and it said a person favoring free enterprise. So those two lock up um, private ownership and social tradition or socially traditional ideas. So that I think is where you start to find the separation when it kind of shuts off the acceptance of behavior and opinions that differ from one's own. Yeah, that's um, kind of the old school way to do it. That's how yeah, more, it. that's how we're going to do it. R- exactly, it's more traditionalist or more, yeah, the old ways. Yeah, it got it got us this far. What you know? What's wrong with it? Yeah, I like that. I like that too. Um, so you just want to shoot down the list, or what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. So, um, if uh, if you at home are following along, you can go to the differ and uh, look up the difference of Democrat and Republican, and or Democrat and Republican. So you can see. Uh, I just repeated myself. Sorry. So you can see. Um, you know what we're talking about, but yeah, Brian, take it away. You're the. Uh, got that sheet in front of you right i got it yeah yeah i got it i got it but yeah so uh the first thing i had on here was um economic ideas uh democrat is more minimum wage um and progressive taxation uh so higher tax rates for higher incomes um and then it says it was born out of anti-federalist ideals but then evolved over time to favor more government regulation and then uh, Republicans believe in tax, believe taxes should not be increased for anyone, including the wealthy, and that wages should be set by the free market. So, where do you think you sit on that one, Alex? Man, I'm going to have to lean more towards the Republican in that in that market. I mean, or in the in this in this field in this economic ideas, because I I definitely think that the taxes should be um i don't know if they shouldn't ever be increased because like it's kind of like the cost of living thing like taxes should go up a little bit because Mm -hmm. but i also definitely agree like wages should be dictated by the free market you know if you got if you're a trash collector in central iowa you're gonna make this amount of money but if you're a trash collector in downtown chicago which is a much harder and more intensive and probably dirtier job, you should be, you know, the market, you know, the market should dictate that that job makes more money. So why should the trash collector in Chicago make the exact same as the trash collector in central Iowa? You know, so I, I think that the free market 
should be dictating at least some of that. Maybe there should be some, but I don't know if it should be governmental regulations, but, you know, maybe there should be some, something in there. But yeah, I'm, I'm probably more in the, the Republican side. The only caveat to that is that, um, the higher tax bracket thing for higher income. I think that the reason that is in place is because as you go up in tax bracket, you, at least in my experience, you can find more loopholes. So you end up paying less in taxes. So to counteract that, they tax it more. And then you pay less because you're trying to find more loopholes and then they tax it more and then you pay less. And so like, it's like this constant chase to, to get, to get the higher people or the wealthier people to pay more taxes, but it never actually makes them pay any more taxes because then they end up charging, you know, if, if the owner of a Walmart, he has to pay more taxes, he's not going to pay more taxes. He's going to increase the prices of, you know, Mac and cheese. So we're right. going to end up, you know, suffering from that, that, that tax increase. So, yeah, I, I like the idea behind the, the tax bracket thing, but it kind of fails in execu- execution. So, I mean, I feel like that was a really long, long-winded answer. Sorry. It makes sense. <laughs> no, I think it makes sense. And I I fall on that same side. Um, you know, I, I, I think that everybody should be – well. I'll, I'll bring this up a little bit later, but I think that everybody should kind of be taxed the same. And then like percentage wise, not amount wise, yeah. but percentage wise. Um, and then if you start making more money then you, I mean, you're still paying the same percentage. So you might be taking home more every year, um, but it's, it's still equal, like say 10% as a nice even number. I mean, you're just so then 10% right off the top, you know what's going to happen. Not, okay, I got to avoid this tax bracket. I got to avoid this. I got to avoid that. And then if you, if it's set up properly, I mean, if the tax is set up properly, then there won't be any more loopholes. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but not the loophole part, but I'll, I'll get a little bit deeper into it a little bit later just because that taxes come back up again. Oh, yeah, it does. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I can't uh, that. Shouldn't have. No, you won't so the next time I'll get to go for a super long time. <laughs> um, so next ah. one is, I'm not very good with this one. I don't quite understand it, but social and human ideas. So basically Democrats, it says, believe based on their belief on social human ideas are based on community and social responsibility. And Republican is based on individual rights and justice. I don't know enough about these two categories, I didn't look into them far enough to really understand kind of where they're at here. I mean, I like individual rights. I like justice, but I also like social responsibility and community, but I don't know what exactly that means. I, I don't know. I looked at this one and I thought it was just some weird, you know, human ideas. Like really, that is an interesting statement in and of itself. Um, so yeah as a category yeah i guess maybe it's trying to hint at like the democrats are more like you know hey everybody should pay to make this road work 
So everybody puts a little bit in and we get a road fix. That's the community part. And the Republicans are a little bit more like, hey, if I need my road fixed, I'll make enough money to fix my road individual right i don't even know if that's striking but the justice thing like who like uh, yeah. is against justice <laughs> like, how, how right. you, like everybody i if 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 that's the quantifier then i'm definitely republican like <laughs> I, I believe in justice period like i don't like, yeah you know we'll we'll come up in taxes but i think that everybody should have it should be everybody pays what they should pay like that's you know that's yeah. justice right there so I, I don't right yeah i don't i just i'm gonna i'm gonna call that a wash because i just I don't, don't i don't know enough about social and human ideas i guess to yeah man we're not i think i think what you're saying is correct i think that based on community and social responsibility it's kind of like hey as a togetherness we can accomplish it and then republicans are like if i need this shit done i'm gonna do it myself yeah you want something done right i, I, I think kind of. yeah <laughs> or if you want it done cheaper do it yourself yeah. it might be screwed up but you know you did it yourself so but yeah i think i i don't know i'm just gonna i'm that's a wash for me um but then the next one is the stance on the military. And it says typically Democrats want to decrease spending and Republican Republicans want to increase spending. Now, I disagree and agree on both of these. I so continue. Sir. I, I just my thing is, I think that we should have enough money in the military for the troops to train and train properly. But I don't think we need to pump an extra gajillion dollars into it to invent the next big nuke that can already do the same amount of damage, if not more than a nuke that we don't use. That's a good way to look at it. Like, why do we need to build a bigger, bigger, better weapon when the one that we have will already destroy the yeah, world? They're Why do we need mad, mutually assured destruction? Like we already got that. We're already we're already yeah. all doomed if something bad happens. Like let's 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 right. be honest. I I think this is an interesting statement because <clears throat> in the last two I'm talking about Donald Trump and Barack Obama, I think this is flipped. I think under Barack Obama they increased spending and under Donald Trump they decrease spending yeah I don't so, know I'm not I, I'm not for sure but because they're there I mean Donald Trump is you know I know personally a couple individuals in the military and you know whichever way they swing doesn't really matter but they they both the people I've talked to have been there's been a lot of things being shut down and, you know, kind of unilaterally being slashed um, over the last four years. So he's cutting, you're saying that Trump has been cutting programs from the yeah. military? Yeah. So decreasing spending, um, which right. is supposedly a democratic thing. Uh, so right. I don't know how that, that falls under. I mean, I'm not saying I like or don't like the policy. I'm just saying that, you know, under a pure numbers standpoint, seems to have flipped the last 12 years. 
Well, you know, um, Trump was a Democrat for like 70 years. So that might, <laughs> that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Brian, Brian. We're, no, but no, yeah. No, he's a Republican. We're not bringing that up. That's not, <laughs> what do you think this is? A politics show? No, the party's the party's flipped again, <laughs> Alex. Come on. Yeah. Took a hundred years, flipped again. Um, okay, so on that, uh, I'm I'm neutral. I I I don't I don't think we need to invest any more money into furthering our technologies um, for the military. I think that we need to supply the troops with what they need. But that's it. I don't think there. I don't think we should be going above and beyond. So I think we should just stay where we're at, or possibly decrease. Maybe I'm more democratic on that one, or more democrat on that that one. Yeah, I I think I we should decrease know. spending. But again, I might be slightly biased because I know decreasing spending might get, you know, friends home. Um, you know, so. But I also think that we should focus more on problems here as opposed to problems somewhere else abroad yeah yeah Yeah. you know if that means decreasing spending then that's what that means if that means increasing spending then that's what that means like i think that it shouldn't be whatever brings the troops yeah it should be about like you know and that and that in and of itself might be a democrat versus a republican point of view i don't know which one it is but Whichever one makes it so we're focused more on, you know, the United States and and making this, you know, piece of property the best we can as opposed to, you know, nothing wrong with countries in the Middle East, but, you know, kind of letting them determine what they need to do. Figure their own shit out instead of sparking wars with them and then trying to teach them a republic point of view. (laughs) You know, I... I could not have put it as eloquently as you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Excellent. Good. (laughs) All right. Let's go to the next one. So stance on gay marriage. Democrats, uh, typically it says they support. Some disagree. um, And then Republicans oppose. And then it says some disagree. Um, What do you think? I'm probably going to surprise you here a little bit on this one um i i don't think this should be a, a an issue the, a partisan yeah issue. i i i think the main reason it is <clears throat> is because you have things like hospitals where if somebody is in intensive care only the family or spouse can visit them so if it's a um uh two lesbian women and one is in intensive care i want to first of all i want to meet the two lesbian men <laughs> i'm interested okay if it's two, two same sex individuals and one of them is in in intensive care if they are not married legally that other one cannot visit them i think the rules should be changed not necessarily in the legal sense but in the 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 uh, medical sense, so I think you should be able to just like you put an emergency contact on your four hundred one k. I think you should be able to put an emergency contact when you go to your primary care physician, and if that person is on the list, they can come visit you in intensive care. Yep. Like it, it shouldn't it shouldn't even be 
And like, you know, somebody's like, oh, well, if you're not married, you can't um, get joint health care or you can't file joint um, income taxes. So we can't get the I think the, that should be taken out of there. If you want to file joint income taxes, you should be able to file joint income taxes regardless of whether you're married or not, because if you take that out of the equation, then it's not like a Democrat or Republican thing. Then it's an individual's choice. Well, so that kind of leads me like that kind of leads into what I what I believe um, when it comes to marriage in general. I think that the government should stay the hell out of it. Um, I don't think that it matters if you're gay or you're straight. Um, I think that marriage is more of a spiritual slash religious um, ceremony and it should have nothing to do with the government. Um, And so if you remove that from all spots in the government, um, you wouldn't have to worry about joint health care. You wouldn't have to worry about um, tax returns. You wouldn't have to worry about any of that stuff. Um, As far as the, I, I completely agree with you. If you go into your primary care doctor and you say, hey, this is my point of contact, it shouldn't matter if you're married or not. If you're on that list, you're on that list. It has the government should have nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah. So I I am I am perfectly fine with gay marriage. I have no issue with gay marriage, um, but I don't support the government in telling us that we have to be married in order to get certain things. Yeah. Or you have to be single to get certain things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that is. I think that you are taking something that's supposed to be personal and very between you and your significant other and you are exploiting it and making it so others who would never even think of wanting to do it end up doing this thing just so they can get some sort of a benefit. Yeah, you're adding a monetary incentive to do something that should be a shouldn't have any monetary i mean i guess we we can have that discussion some other time but you know it shouldn't have any monetary should be based on love you know well right and then it's just it it would be just like i mean divorces would kind of think of think about the price of a divorce the reason why it costs so much is because you have to go through the government jump all these loopholes or jump through all these hoops to say, I don't want to be with this person anymore. If it had nothing to do with the government, you could literally go to your church or you could just say to one another, Hey, this is done. You wouldn't need to have to, you wouldn't have to spend 30 grand to get a divorce and fight a custody battle. And you know, yeah, that that's enough. That's, that's a good segue though. I mean, what would happen with the children? Like if you had children, I mean, how would you determine things like custody without well i think that yeah i don't know that might be a whole that might be a whole another podcast (laughs) to do add to the topics list right yeah this is number one not gonna make it a 48 hour (laughs) uh you know on top of your list thing i I agree if i want to add jessica alba to my list you know she shows up when i'm intensive care i want her to be able to see me yeah. Yeah, yeah come on in yeah, you know hold my hand you know? you know it's been rough for me you know i i, I could use a little hold handing hand holding <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so here comes the tricky one and um 
one that makes everybody uncomfortable, I think, to talk about is uh, stance on abortion. Uh, so Democrats, it says, should remain legal and they support Roe v. Wade. And then Republicans should not be legal, uh, with some exceptions, oppose Roe v. Wade. Um, for my notes, I wrote, I disagree-ish. Um, Ish, eh? Because you and I have discussed this before, and I am not a fan of abortion. I don't like abortion. I'm not a, a supporter of it. I don't... nothing about it screams yep this is this is what should be done um but in the same in the same breath it's not my decision um it's not i'm not in the situation and so i should not be making choices for others so that's kind of where i sit i mean it's if you do it and you i mean if it's something that you felt needed to be done then that's that's what had to be done. I mean, there's no more that I can really say to it. I disagree with it, but who gives a shit what I think if it's your situation, you know? I I think I'm I'm along that same same lines. It's it's like it's individual rights. It shouldn't be my right to dictate what is your right. And if you if I if you make abortions illegal it is a bunch of people dictating to other people what they should or should not do with their body. And I personally mm-hmm. hate abortions. I I have a little girl and God forbid something really bad happens in her future. I would advocate up and down for her not to do that. And I would I would legally adopt a child to help out my daughter, like to make sure she didn't have to go through that. The psychological damage that women go through uh, you know, I don't have any idea, but I've read multiple stories and it's not good. Um, and so I don't think that abortion is good, but I also don't think that I should choose about that at all. I shouldn't be in the, unless it's my own wife and my own kid, I shouldn't be in the conversation at all. It should be completely, Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the way I, you know, feel about a lot of things like, Hey, you know, if whatever you want to do, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as long as you're not invading my happiness, you do whatever you need to do. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. We made it through. <laughs> uh, now we get to the good stuff. Uh, the death penalty. So <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff. Um, it says that it says that Democrats, while they support death penalty, or while support for the death penalty is strong among Democrats, opponents of the death penalty are a substantial fraction of the Democratic base. Read that one more time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. While support for the death penalty is strong among the Democrats, so while they do support it, opponents of the death penalty are substantially fractioned, are a substantial fraction of the democratic base. So a large group of so the Democrats are against the death penalty. Some Democrats are for it and some Democrats are against it. <laughs> and then it says the majority of Republicans are for it. Where do you sit on that? That that one's hard because I think there should be 
like an escalation. Like if you do this, this should happen. And then if you continue to do it, this should happen. And then if you continue to do it, this should happen. I think there should be like an ultimate, like, Hey, if you continue to commit atrocities again and again, like there is no place for you in this society. The hard thing is like making whoever make the makes those calls like almost has to be as bad as the person who committed those atrocities. You know, you almost right. have to, you know, you almost have to be in the mindset of that person to do it. So like, like it, it, it I, I don't know. It's, I think there are situations where there should be people who don't live. I, I personally have had, I I have had bad times in my life where I'm like, that person should not live anymore. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if I could have pulled the lever or the plunger or whatever it is, but I've, I've had frustration and had bad thoughts, but as for a society, if you're asking for like a, me as like an individual of a community, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I feel like there, there's always a re- some way to fix the situation, you know. And all us fellas just shove them in a hole so you don't have to deal with it, you know. I, I feel like that didn't answer wow. the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I, I support it. I couldn't push the button, but I support it. I think there, are, I think there are people who have done things um, that are so out of bounds that are unforgivable um like let's just go with let's say that there's a child molesting murderer um yeah I'm okay I'm okay with that kidnaps five or six kids molests them kills them yeah I'm okay I don't I don't know if there's a path of redemption there so I would be I would be supportive of that decision. Um, so re- but yeah, that's my thought. So Republican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I would swing Republican. I, I think that we, I think we do need um, some like major criminal reform. I know Trump supposedly did something, but I looked it up today and it was like eighty-seven pages of something I didn't want to read. Um, I tried to find him. So yay, America! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll look that up at a later date. Maybe maybe we'll circle back to it. Um, now this is where we get to go back into taxes. Um, it says here that the Democrats are progressive. High income earners should pay higher taxes. Uh, generally, not opposed to raising taxes to fund government. Um, which I hope, I, I mean, I hope that that's what taxes are used for. Uh, I thought that's why we pay taxes is to fund the government um, or governmental programs. Um, but then it says uh, Republicans tend to favor a flat tax, which is what I was talking about earlier. Um, same tax rate, regardless of income, generally opposed to raising taxes. So I, I was reading an article. Um, I really should have written down the source. Um, but basically it said that, um, it was a good thing for a flat tax. The only downside is that the rich people are going to keep getting rich 
Um, but I don't think that we're going to stop that. And I'm not sure why that's a bad thing. Um, I do understand that there are poor people and I mean, it's, I'm not far out of the realm, but I, I mean, I get that people are envious of people who have a lot of money or who make a lot of money, but I don't understand why that is looked down upon. Like I thought that that was the American dream is to get like to build up a business and to become successful and to make a lot of money. But I, I don't remember anywhere in the American dream, you know, build up a business, become successful, make a lot of money and then give it all back to the government. Like, I don't, I don't remember that anywhere. No, no, what, what you missed was um, don't break over $400,000. If you do, then, then stop. Yeah. yeah right. Quit there. Three ninety three ninety nine. Let it, let her I go. Mean, that was an asterisk. And that, that was in the American dream text. So, yeah. Wow. I know. I missed it. But so what I was, what I was, what I was looking up earlier was that the IRS, if you put in a flat tax, in theory, you could remove the IRS because everybody pays the same taxes. There's no more loopholes. It cuts out all the loopholes. Um, you literally, if you own a business and you decide to do a draw instead of, uh, pay yourself a salary, then you, your company gets taxed the same amount. So there's no, you can't decide which way you're going to make your money. Either way you make it, you're getting taxed on it. So there's no dodging. And then if you eliminate the IRS, that means that there are 75,000 people out there that will lose their jobs. And that's a bad thing. But the IRS is actually the budget for the IRS is $11 billion every year. So we would be removing $11 billion from our government spending every year. So I, I, I mean, I see that as an upside. So maybe not this year with COVID and everything. Don't want to put 75,000 people out of work, but I think that might be in the future. Hopefully we can kind of, hopefully come up with something that's close to that so we can there's just got to be a better way I can't this whole like 90% tax people who make 10 million dollars a year 90% it's like holy Jesus so there was a Harvard study and I will have to find it to cite my sources but uh, it basically indicated that if there was a flat tax of 15% 15% across the board for federal income tax. Everybody paid 15%. The government would intake uh, 1.5, so uh, 150% of what they intake now. Just because, yes, it would, so go it would actually up go up another 50% just because there would be no more loopholes. And right. the, the wealthy people that and I, I shouldn't discriminate. I'm not discriminating against wealthy people, but you know, their tax law is, is, is crazy complicated. And if you have the funds to navigate, to hire somebody who can navigate that, you should do that. But the problem is that as you get more and more wealthy, you can have those funds to hire more and more people to find more and more loopholes. So you end up paying less and less taxes so like I was saying earlier when we were talking about, you know, uh, human rights or society, we kind of got into topics, but 
you know, they they constantly try to like overcome that. And this is a, in my opinion, a Democrat kind of ethos is to overcome that by taxing them more. Like, ah, we'll, we'll get them with the next yeah. 2% increase. And it just never, never works out that way. I mean, history dictates that it's not working out that way. So while it might seem slightly counterintuitive to lower their taxes, we got to start trying something else. Because like I'm going to say, they're, they're, they're not going to, you know, the owner of a McDonald's franchise is not going to, you know, make less. If he gets taxed more, he's going to increase the price of a McDouble, you know, um, and right. which, which thus hurts the lower income people. It might not hurt me um, as much because I, I live a pretty privileged life, but it, it definitely hurts lower income people in the lower brackets. You know, the whole reason we have that bracketed tax you know, idea is because we don't want to tax the people in the lower income because we want them to have more money to, you know, buy things like clothes and food. But then we tax the people who are making mm-hmm. the clothes and food. Thus, they make it more expensive. Um, right. You know, it's the same. It's the same idea with increasing minimum wage. I was just going to, yeah, I was going to segue into that because there's not actually a category for that, but we talked very, very little in the beginning about minimum wage but yeah go ahead you know if you increase you know let's let's take my garbage collector um conversation from earlier you know a garbage collector in downtown chicago probably should be making more because of his cost of living you can't rent a, a house in downtown chicago for the same amount as you can rent a house in middle of iowa you know so Right. Why, if, if you want to talk about minimum wage, how in the world can you say that the guy in Chicago should make the same as the guy in Iowa? Like, then, the, then that means the guy right. in Iowa is either doing really good or the guy in Chicago is doing really bad. You know, there's no, there's right. a barrier of entry. You know, the whole point of of minimum wage is to like, you know, just let's take McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's. Yes, I started out. What? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Out at six uh, fifty or seven dollars, I can't remember what the minimum wage was when I started, but I started at minimum wage. But the whole point was within the first, I had to, I had to complete like three hours of training, and I got a fifty cent raise increase. And then as long as I didn't miss a single day of work for a month, I got a dollar raise. And then six months, I got another dollar. So. Even McDonald's saw that if you just kept good employees and you benefit or you paid them for them being good employees, the person who had that job, right, you're right, minimum wage sucks and you probably couldn't live a year on minimum wage. But McDonald's didn't make it. So I, by the time I left McDonald's, I was making $8.75 an hour, which nowadays doesn't sound like a lot, but Mm -hmm. it was back then for doing a again a job that did not take a college degree did not take even a high school diploma you know anybody could get this job right and as long as they literally just showed up they would go from making minimum wage to within a year making nine dollars an hour 
which was like a 30% increase. Yep. So what other job can you do that? Yeah. You, you, you can't. Well, yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, from my experience with, um, minimum wage and actually not getting paid minimum wage, um, when I was 15, 14 or 15, I did detasseling for one summer and (laughs) no, not rock on detasseling sucks. But, but when you're 14 or 15, you're not really getting a job anywhere else and you're getting paid four twenty-five an hour to wake up at four 30 in the morning, take a school bus out to the middle of a farm field or out, out to a field in the middle of a farm and walk up and down rows of corn for seven hours in the middle of the summer. I mean, but who else do you pay to do that? I mean, you wouldn't pay. That's where the whole overqualified thing comes into play. You know, you, you don't, you don't hire somebody to do that who went to Kirkwood and got their associates. I mean, they they would be wildly overqualified to pull tassels off the top of an ear of corn or a top corn yeah. stock, corn stock, not an ear of corn, corn stock. There you, you go. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I mean, I understand why people fight for the minimum wage, but I feel like we should be trying to strive for better. I don't think that we should be trying to like, to your point, you, you started at a low price, but within a month you had at, at the, at the end of your training, yeah. you had already gotten a raise. So I don't think that it would be necessary or make any sense to, you know, bring it up to like the whole thing right now is $15 minimum wage, $15. I just don't, I don't know how that could work across all jobs. Like I, I think that minimum wage should be $15 in New York city, you know, maybe that market sustains. Well, you yeah, still couldn't yeah, live in town. That market sustains fifteen dollars, but you're right; you still couldn't live in town. Maybe you'd have to live on a couch, but it would be another one of those situations where, by the end of the first six months, you might be making twenty dollars an hour. I don't, I don't know, but I do right. know that if McDonald's can't get enough employees to man their counters, you know what the market will do? McDonald's will start increasing their their minimum wage their minimum wage (laughs) that's the whole capitalistic society it'll it'll negotiate itself yeah so i i i feel like i'm i'm doing a whole lot of like kind of the the point of this is is brian is a you know a center leaning slightly to the right and i'm a center leaning slightly to the left but i feel like i'm saying a whole lot of right here um yeah, I mean you are I feel you like are I'm right. A whole lot of conservative in what you're here. saying. Um, and uh, oh, and I don't want I don't want you as the audience to think that that, that is. But I, I I just I look at it realistically. It's not. It, I try to take emotion out of it, and 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 look at the dollars and cents. Look at the you know like it's easy to be like, well, I I feel like I deserve more money. And, and maybe you do, and maybe you just need that opportunity to, to, to prove to somebody that you're worth 20, 25, $30 an hour. Maybe you just need that opportunity and you haven't been given that opportunity. I don't know. 
Yeah, or or you need a different maybe job. You just need a different job. You know, the food service industry sucks. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, that, I think that that's a fair point. I don't think that, and this can go into college too. I mean, we can take this into a whole different spiral. But I mean, if you're paying out the ass in college to get a to get a doctorate and something that you're never going to be able to pay your debt off with, it just doesn't make sense to spend all that money to not be able to pay anything back and then but still want the money that you feel like you deserve because you got the title. You know what I mean? Like Russian if you get your doctorate literature. in Yeah, like let's go with that. Yeah. Sure. Or Latin. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. Um uh, if you if you get your doctorate in Latin, like you, how how much realistically like you did eight eight or ten years of school, how much are you realistically thinking you're gonna be getting yeah, paid? I mean, it, it, what, what, what job are you going to get other than teaching? Yeah. I just don't understand the, I, I think that's where schooling kind of throws me off a bit. Um, and how much college costs versus how much the jobs that you're going to college for are going to pay. And people think that because they went to college that they should make more money because they got a degree in a certain category, but that category may not pay shit. So it's like, you really got to think about what you're doing before you even step through the door. I, I agree with that. I don't know if I, I don't know if I need to, I don't know if I want to go down that road. What, uh, I might get a lot what, of, uh, a lot of hate mail. From all this this one, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I see. I'm, I'm, oh my, my sheet I, looks uh, like I spilled some water I'm on it. it might be. And I do not see this one. <laughs> oh, that says immigration, uh, not tuition. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. So what, we'll go. What, what one were we on? Uh, oh, <laughs> well, we were talking taxes. about taxes okay, initially. In, in uh, 10 words or less, Brian, what's your stance on taxes? I believe in a flat tax across the board I said that was nine ten, words yeah ten or less maybe ten that was good um yep I think yeah I think are you trying to come up with ten words tax our whole tax policy should be reformed I think that was about nine. Even with a stutter, I think it was nine. I'm not as confident. You know, not all of us can be smooth talking, so, cool kid, you know. Not all of us are Republican. But um, what is that? Where does that put you, though? I don't know. So you say it needs reformed, but does that put you more towards higher taxes for the higher income or flat tax or a reverse tax, tax where the lowest? People pay the highest taxes. Capabara, I'm right in the middle, man. Right in the middle. Okay. All right. It just needs to be reformed. We'll figure it out later. All right. Maybe we need a. Maybe we need. Yeah. We need to get a pin, a pin cushion. Like each put a pin in it. Should be its own podcast. (laughs) Each brand. Yeah. Each each fifty-one minutes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
we only got we only got three more and then we're gonna have a a little oh, a little okay. talk soup where we get talk to talk soup. about everything alphabet soup um so stance on government regulation uh government regulations are needed to protect consumers um would be the dem uh, Democrat side, and then government regulations hinder free market capitalism and job growth. I am so far Republican on this one. Like, so far. I think this is the first one where we're going to have to do like, it. Like... <laughs> Alex Downford doesn't care about... <laughs> Upper middle management. Uh, well, we clearly know where Brian sits. Um, I just don't like government regulations. Like, I'm just, I I don't like them, period. So to say that you are in, in favor of or want to introduce more, that's that's a real no for me. I think the more, the more shit you put in the way of the outcome the worse it gets the more expensive stuff gets the more like think about okay let's think about marriage since we already covered that one like all of the policies and all of the regulations that have just gone into getting married and then getting divorced all the steps that you have to take because you have to go through the government all the loop getting a driver's license well that should be government I guess but I just thought about like the DMV But I mean, I don't know. I, I think that the more shit you put in the way, the worse it gets. Now, I do think that the government needs to regulate things such as like the Food and Drug Administration. I think that's a very necess- like a, a necessity for the well-being I mean, of pretty, the consumer. That's sure. pretty demo- but introducing there. More, you better be, <laughs> gotta be that's careful. That's the only that's the only area just so that people aren't giving people cyanide and saying that it's Tylenol. Well, like, I, mean, I think I that do, that's I, important to play the devil's advocate here. If, uh, uh, if some company gave people cyanide and they're like, Oh no, it's Tylenol. Trust us. Killed a couple thousand people. You know, that company would probably go out of business. Probably because capitalism that's true. Capitalism would write itself. You're, You're right. absolutely right. So no one would buy it anymore. A couple thousand people before, you know, that company would probably go out yep. of business or go bankrupt and recapitalize under a different, yep. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. Yep. Um, I don't make the rules. Let yep. them figure it out. I hear you. So. Okay. So tell me your, tell me your thoughts on it. Try to make this succinct and quick. Um, so just give me 20 minutes. Um, my thoughts okay, are perfect. no business owner there I shouldn't say no business yeah I know I shouldn't say choose no wisely uh, <laughs> uh, separate note here uh, Brian owns a business <laughs> uh, <laughs> no there are too many instances throughout history when there were no regulations and companies fragrantly disregarded uh, environmental, public, just, I mean, you know, I, I could go into dozens of them of uh, uh, oil companies, 
<laughs> Aaron sure. Brockovich. But oil companies, um, you know, in the refinement process to get diesel, one of the byproducts is a weird product called gasoline. Um, for a while, they didn't know what to do with it um, <laughs> in the turn of the century. So hundreds of thousands of gallons were dumped into the Gulf of Mexico of gasoline. Hundreds of thousands of gallons of gasoline were dumped in the Gulf of Mexico because they didn't... They, <laughs> <laughs> Where it belongs. Put it back in nature. They didn't know what to do with it, and there was nobody telling them they shipped. Yep. So they were like, hey, if we have to cap this and put, you know, dispose of it safely, you know, that's going to hurt our bottom dollar. And it's really going to hurt the consumers paying, you know, paying a little extra. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to dump it into the river, and the river is going to take it away from us. Okay. So what happened there, though? Did somebody say, hey, did, did a government step in, did America step in and say, hey, you can't do that? Or did somebody come along and say, hey, let's figure out how to use this uh, and sell somebody it? Somebody did come along and that's how the internal combustion engine was developed. Yes, that is that is a, that is a good. Well, so was it I a, mean, that that's the same. Well, was argument. it a regulation? That's the or same was argument it? of our, our theoretical Tylenol company is a thousand, a couple thousand people worth you know them getting no longer being in business i I don't know it it really just comes down to fair you know i mean where's the line and if you have no regulations the line is dictated by profits so hey if if, you know insurance companies if you know if uh ford makes a seatbelt that fails only one percent of the time and it costs less this was a fight club (laughs) you know this was in fight club if it if it costs less to, oh yeah. Uh, fix the problem that it is just to pay out the people it affects. They won't fix the problem. And yeah, that, that I mean, right there yeah. is the perfect example of why we need some form of regulation. Now, I don't know if the regulation we have in place now is right. I don't know if it's if it's uh, you know the Environmental Protection Agency or the DNR or any any place like that is really doing it right or really helping our environment, I'm not sure. I haven't done all the research, but I know when you leave it up to pure capitalism, purely the numbers, you human human lives are going to be lost. So I think, yeah, I. I agree with what you're saying um but i think what happens is hundreds of thousands of gallons of gas gets dumped into the gulf of mexico yeah where did you say it was the gulf of mexico yeah so it gets dumped in there and then somebody's like hey idiot we could use this and then they start whatever and then the government realized hey they that to begin with so then there was a mistake that was made so a regulation goes into place I think that that's kind of what happens across the board. Like, I think that regulations are put in place after the accident occurs, thinking that we're not going to learn from the mistake, which maybe some won't, I guess. I just, I don't know if, I don't know. I I can see your point where some areas it would be needed. Um, But yeah, I think that maybe the EPA and the DNR I don't know if they are properly doing it correctly. I don't, I'm not dissing anybody who is in either one of those categories. Um, what if we, take I just it, don't know. I can see your point though. We take, I mean, it, I think it makes, I think 
I think it makes sense. Let's forget about environment and food. So, you know, we can kind of, all right, maybe we should regulate somewhat on the environment and somewhat on the food so people aren't dying. Let's leave those things aside. What if, what if we talk about things like Google makes it so you have to use Google or you don't have a business? What if they're not regulated and they just get so big that they get to dictate everything? Yeah, monopolies. I mean, you mean like it, monopolies? It, do you think that th- I I just worry that if we just let capitalism be capitalism, eventually we'll we'll hit a point where a company can't be there can't be a free market. There can't be capitalism because one company has gotten to the point where no one has a chance anymore. It's not it's not, you know, the 1920s where every mom and pop shop only had a competition with the guy across the street, you know, and there's a family feud, you know, now it's like, right. You know, if, yeah. And if Amazon, you're fighting Tokyo, Amazon lets you sell me and you, we could start a business and sell stuff on Amazon or open our own website. But if we open our own website, we get like 1% of the traffic. If we use Amazon, we get 90% of the traffic, but then we have to pay Amazon 50% 50% of our profits like so we are damned if we do we're damned if we don't so basically it makes it so there's never going to be any more capitalism yeah we've basically the free market has destroyed capitalism capitalists destroyed capitalists well and that's in one yeah I mean that's yeah. in one market too though I mean but then you could also you could also look at like Walmart and Target and yeah, Starbucks and, and I guess but but Starbucks doesn't make a regular coffee shop that opens up, you know, sell their coffee through Starbucks. Like you could, if if it was just Starbucks, you could you could go start another coffee shop. Me and you, dude, we could open up a coffee shop. I always thought that would be a great idea. I would love to open up a coffee shop. I think it'd be great. Not not now, because um, COVID. <laughs> but that I sounds terrible. That. I would go there, but I wouldn't want to run it. Thank you. Thank you. But, I would support you in your venture. Uh, like Target and Walmart is a great example. No matter how big Walmart gets, Target is always right there. Kind of keep it. Let's let's talk about like AutoZone parts. How many auto parts stores can there actually be? There's four big guys and they're constantly going back and forth. There is a constant, you know, battle. There. Oh, true. There is no more battle for what are you going to use Bing yeah. for your Google searches? <laughs> you're, you're right. You're Some right. people do, man. Some people are so pissed off at but Google that they're others. going and to other places. Those other places are being bought by Google. What, you know, Amazon, we, we're, we're going to buy yeah. stuff online. You know, Amazon's profits have been through the roof during Corona. You know, I, I tend to, I don't like conspiracy theories, but I heard one on Tim Pool from Alex Jones that I'm like, yeah, hey, that was man, good. That's not a bad way. To, I mean, you know, I don't think that they had anything to do with the coronavirus, but you kind of got to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But damn, you know, if they did, man. If you, if you, they did it right or wrong, <laughs> yeah. depending on how you look but at if it. You just relied completely on capitalism. Eventually. 
Capitalism kills capitalism. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I think you have I think you have a pretty decent point. But we may never know. Um, I mean, it seems like we're almost seeing it play out in front of our faces with yeah. Amazon and Google and Facebook, Mr. That's Zuckerberg. Just, I, don't, um, I don't like Facebook. <laughs> that makes me sound like a. I, yeah, that makes yeah well, yeah, like you don't even have it. So that makes man. sense. Huh? Yeah, you are a bold, you are a bold, um, <laughs> you don't have mountain liver. Okay, please don't unsubscribe just because you found out I yeah. don't have Facebook, guys. Right. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I do. I'll post the, I'll post the podcast. Settle down, everyone. Um, all right, let's jump to the next one since we got that one. I, I think so. I'm Republican on that one, but I'm swaying more Democrat, even though I was so hard on the Republican side. Um, I can see your point. I can see the validity to it. I just don't want overregulation. I think is where I'm at. So some regulation, okay, minimal, see, minimal I'm, regulation. I think is I'm like okay. a confused teenager in this one because um, I really feel like capitalism like let the market decide like i really like the the purity of it i like you know it's kind of like a it's like an instinctive thing you know like fight it out you know duke it out and let the chips fall where they may you know like i kind of feel like that so i really like capitalism yeah i really like the free market but i i just feel like there's just a point where it's just like hey you know somebody's got to say something so I'm, I'm capybara. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey I, neutral is the place to be, man. <laughs> neutral is the place to be hanging out on alligators' backs. All right, so we're gonna switch over to uh, healthcare. This was a big one during the election, especially with Corona. Um. So it says Democrats support universal healthcare. Uh, strong support of government involvement in healthcare, including Medicare and Medicaid, generally support Obamacare. Republicans, private companies can provide healthcare services more effectively or more efficiently than government-run programs. Uh, oppose Obamacare provisions like requirement for individuals to buy healthcare or health insurance or pay a fine. Um, also oppose required coverage of contraceptives. Okay. So I am very neutral on this one because um, I am on government health care, government run health care through the VA. So uh, lucky well, wait, me? Let's take a second. Question mark. That. Thank you for your service, Brian. Seriously. Like it, that should yeah. be a no, leaving all no problem. conversation aside, veterans should have their health care taken care of forever. Period. So, that's how I feel about that. Wow. Well, well thanks. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of not overly biased about this one. I, I have my own like thoughts on it, but I don't really have a dog in the fight, so I kind of I kind of yeah. set this one out. I- I I think on paper Obamacare was a good idea 
and I think in execution in reality it's not great and I don't and I don't think I think this kind of goes back to the free market capitalism thing like capitalism seems good until you know there's only two options for healthcare both of them are very expensive and both of them keep going up and nobody no one else can get into the market and a syringe costs $630. Um, but so my, my my only argument to that though is it's going everything's starting to go down now. I say everything. Uh, I'm talking about just what I've heard about. Um, uh, I can't even think of the name of it. Dialysis? For people with diabetes. What's it called? Uh, insulin? No. There you go. Boom. Insulin's gone like insanely down. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I was like, dialysis. I don't know about that. I don't know uh, what that's for exactly, but I they're know both it's these. All right, get off the back. <laughs> yeah, we're not wow. doctors, I, I think so they've made it this far into the podcast, they probably realized their level of education. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, pull the Whoops. rug out from under your legs. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Legs? Or do you not have feet? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, right. It's a sensitive um, subject. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally have a, uh, I have a personal point in this where someone very close to me was benefited by the Affordable Health by the Affordable Care Act. I think it's interesting. In this differ article, they say Obamacare, but it is actually the Affordable Care Act, but some people refer to it as Obamacare so I think that's interesting um <laughs> yeah. it's soon it's yeah, soon gonna go. be Biden care um, so is it did he really say that that's oh, what he said I did, not, I did not hear that yes he said it's gonna be Biden oh, care man. it's like Obamacare no, but it's gonna be call. Biden care people people use Obamacare as like a, a diss like <laughs> stupid Obamacare um so I don't know if he yeah, he's just an old guy, dude. He didn't get the joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Obama. He thought we were being serious. Oh, he's so dumb. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Um. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I think that there. I don't like that health insurance goes up. Like it's kind. It's kind of like car insurance. It's kind of like in case something happens but if nothing happens like i know that a company has to make profits but if you're healthy for five years in a row and you never go to the doctor and you you know you you're a healthy individual and you pay into insurance for five years like you should at the end of that five years get two of those years back like in just a a a cash bonus or something because nothing happened that you just paid in for no reason. And I, I guess the argument might be like, okay, well, what happens if you get cancer when well, you're 70? So you paid in for, you know, 40 years of your life and then you got cancer 
but I, I don't know. I don't know the map. I, I guess I'm, I'm undecided. I just don't know enough. The, the one thing that really, I think the one thing that really pisses me off about just health insurance versus hospital bills in general That's why is if you look at how much something costs. Yeah, but then no. you look at how much the insurance company actually paid for it. So it's like it's like you're buying um it's like you're buying a new truck. Okay? And on the on the tag, my wife gets caught up in this all the time. She she goes to buy something and on the tag it's $180, but they've taken 60% off. Oh. So it's got to be a good deal, right? <laughs> well, no, they've never they've never sold it for one hundred and eighty dollars. They've I don't always sold it at sixty percent off. Just just so you know, <laughs> who falls for Amazon does that all the time. But it was uh, okay thousand dollars, and now it's but, sixteen dollars, Alex. <laughs> but it, no, it was never <laughs> right. But that's but so that's my so that's like the same equivalent so you would be buying that shirt or you'd be buying a sweater or you'd be buying something for two hundred dollars unless you had the insurance and if you had the insurance you've been paying twenty dollars a month for 10 years to get this goddamn sweater and you find out that they're buying them for sixty dollars instead of 200 so you know it, it to me it just doesn't make sense the way that that market operates i don't understand how come a hospital can directly charge you 20,000 for delivering a baby yeah, but only charge the insurance like regulation. 6,000 8,000 <laughs> I I think you're I think you're mixing two points that don't don't make any sense to be mixed. I mean that's your oil and vinegar over there. I'm I don't think that I don't, I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> All right, so here's the last topic. Um I'm pretty excited for this one because I am almost a hundred percent Democrat on this category. So this is the stance on immigration. Uh, the Democrat, I'll read the Republican side first. So Republicans are generally against amnesty for any undocumented immigrants. They also oppose president Obama's Obama. executive order that they put on. Um, yeah, there you go on deporting certain workers uh republicans also fund stronger enforcement actions at the border so that last sentence is the only part that i agree with um but the democrat side says there is a greater overall support in the democratic party for a that word uh on deporting or offering a pathway to citizenship to certain undocumented immigrants those those with no criminal record who have lived in the u.s for five plus years um, I believe in a very strong border wall. I think that that's a necessity. Um, but that's as far as I go. Um, I think that if somebody has been living here for five plus years, I can get totally get behind this. They have no criminal record. They've been doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing in the United States for five years. I think that we should grant them some sort of way to get their citizenship or just instant citizenship. I mean, if they've already been here that long and they've been helping with the community and with society, I don't see why we should kick them out or make it harder for them to get back in here. I have a friend who has 
a friend, so a friend of a friend, um, who got deported uh, because he was an illegal, but he also had three or four restaurants here and his family here, but he was the only one that got deported. And he had been here for like 20 years. So to kick him out, even though he has been literally feeding the community and helping with the community and paying taxes through his different restaurants and paying the government all the stuff that they're supposed to be getting, raising his family here, um, helping in the community, for them to just come in, take him and throw him out is no criminal record or anything. It's just wild to me that that can happen. So I, I am... I'm on that stance. I'm on the Democrat stance for immigration. How do you feel about when they catch somebody at the border? So let's say a bunch of people came to the border and the border patrol caught them. What do you go home? Okay. Send them back to wherever they came from. Go home. And what do you think about yeah. the wall? I like the wall. It's a big, big, strong wall. Some some would say it's the strongest wall they've ever seen. <laughs> okay. I'm a fan of the wall. I think I agree with you. I think I, I fall into the Democrat side when it comes to like individuals who have been here five plus years proven that they're you know responsible members of society um i just think that i don't like that there's so many immigrants coming into our country that are are not documented like you know for your friend of your friend He'd been here 20 plus years. Um, you know, did he say he'd been here 20 plus years? Did, did he just own a house for 20 plus years? Like, how do we know he'd been here 20 plus years or he just came to two years ago? Or, you know, he had he had businesses, which is probably the reason, you know, he's been here 20 plus years. He owns, you know. Yeah. Well, 20 okay. plus years might have been overshot. I'll have to I'll have to clarify that. But and it's been it's been long enough in my about, opinion. What about Def- like definitely more than five security years? Security and stuff like that. Has he been paying into that? Has he been paying taxes since he's well through you his you through his restaurants? Yeah. If you're not a citizen, can you? I I no. And I don't believe he can. I believe that it was in his wife's name. Okay. No, or he had a partner just, or something. I don't know, man. It, I don't know all the deets. In my opinion, it's really hard to like. There's, it's hard to make a line there. Like, you know, okay, if they've been here five plus years and they're not bad people, you know, we should let them stay. I think it should be like we should increase the amount of immigration. Clearly, there is a there is a a desire to come to the United States. So I think we need to increase the amount of people that we let into the United States while decreasing what? So I, I feel like, I feel like you're saying that just because earlier well, that I said I don't agree with letting more people in. 
<laughs> that wasn't on this you know? podcast, I don't think. But yeah, <laughs> no. But I think we should increase the amount of legal immigration and decrease the amount of illegal immigration. And I think yeah. by doing one, you would subsequently get the other. Um, and so I don't think the wall is necessarily needed. It seems like a kind of you know like a. A waste of money, of time, of resources. You know, there are there are situations where walls work. Like I totally think that you know, if, if you want to secure something, put a wall around. It. But there, are, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the point of it. Twenty-two hundred mile border that crosses some of the roughest terrain in the Copper Canyons. Like that, it's not it's not feasible to put up a wall. Um, and so basically you're kind of throwing good money after bad instead of m- altering the policies. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I lean Democrat in this kind of fully against, you know, yeah. Yeah. All the way. So you think that if you change the, if, if we do the Biden plan and let an additional million immigrants in per year, is it is, do we on top of the million that we already let in? I believe it's a million. I believe that's what I heard. I haven't I haven't actually looked it up yet, but I believe the number okay, that I so heard yeah, was a million. If we, if we go to two million, by a million again. A okay. I, or maybe you should Google that. Maybe maybe we should fact fact check that average number of immigrants in the United States per year. <laughs> Legal. Making me do this is a horrible idea. Because you have to type, you mean? I like the sound of it though. You have one of those loud clickety clack keyboards. It's not the soft. It's not the soft tone like the gel, the gel keyboards. It's definitely the snap crackle pop keyboard. <laughs> ASMR for um, your ears, guys. The clickety clack of the keyboard. Per Wikipedia, as of 2016, the average number of legal, legal, not illegal legal immigrants uh, that came into the country was 1.18 million immigrants which consisted of 618,000 new arrivals and 565,000 status adjusted so they'd be like your people who have been here for five years and you just adjust right yeah or a green card turned into, or work visa yeah, turned into yeah. citizenship, or a green card turned into citizenship. Yeah. So, yeah. So the rumor is that Biden wants to add an additional million. But so what you're saying is if you do that, if you just let open up the floodgates, then you're going to be, you're going to be stopping the trickle effect from well, around the borders. It'll, everybody will just funnel through the, the gateway. Learning center.org which yeah yeah where's my fact checker oh it's a dot uh, org it's trustworthy yeah uh, 
No need to fact check the fact checker. Immigrants are documented and 27% are undocumented, which makes it a weird... I, I hate that when they're like, yeah, there's 600,000 undocumented immigrants coming to the United States. How do you know that? How do you know there's 600,000? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, if it's... Undocumented, Is this a rough estimate? How are... How- who are your mathematicians for this? How in the world do you know that? Give them their documents so, back. You clearly if, stole them. If that you counted them remotely accurate, which it, I can't imagine it is. Yeah, yeah. So plus or minus twenty percent. I give it a twenty percent. <laughs> so if you increase Flux. it by a million, yeah. I mean, theoretically, you can drop that undocumented number down. Now, can you drop it? You know, sub ten percent. I don't know, um, but again, according to this chart, um, Mexicans, Mexi- yeah, Mexicans make up 25.2% of our immigration. Indians make up 6%. Chinese make up 5%. Uh, Philippines make up 4%. El Salvador's make up 3%. And 55% is made up by other countries. I'm assuming there's those are other Central American companies, countries, companies, other Central American countries. Yeah. Well, no, I think that you have to because you'd be you'd also be including like so Europe in Africa. The people coming over the border, our southern border, uh, you know, again, these numbers are probably off, but there's only 25 percent of them. So increasing by a million, probably it wouldn't even be that much more, you know, it probably be. So you'd be adding another 250,000 people from, from the Southern border. The people coming over illegally. So you think that would stem the bleeding for. The counterpoint to that is in order to do that, you have to have. (laughs) <laughs> what? Well, yeah. You just get more. You just get more. You get the people who want to come over legally, well, and then you get the people who the, are. The, the, I guess the human trafficking. I was going to say was, I mean, you'd have to raise taxes to pay for it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, it it you, the you know when Trump cut taxes where did that money come from he didn't just unilaterally decide to to give people le- or take less money from people he cut department of the interior he t- cut the epa he cut you know from defense spending he cut from a lot of a lot of um yep. he cut from you know uh, yep. education um you know so but yeah so you know, yeah. some people would, you know, getting I, rid of regulations, man. I have a, I have chopping a them down. It's just like, hey, that's more money in my pocket. Some people are real mad about that. That bridge might fall down. You know, he cut money from the Department of the Interior. You know, they maintain roads. So, <laughs> so, yeah, they like, I mean, they like paint she rock and shit. It goes hand in hand. You know, I mean, <laughs> they pick I out my know, pillows. Maybe, maybe the wall is answering just stop all immigration for a year and kind of figure this out <laughs> stop all southern immigration not all, all no illegal, it's not illegal, all immigration illegal immigration not southern illegal there we go the 
Or maybe there it is. That's the ticket. Building a wall won't do anything, and we'll have just as many. You know. I don't know. I, I I saw a slingshot online. So I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. It was a joke about human slingshot. <sighs> I'm not sure what that means. Yep. But yeah, there you go. I, I was gonna say slingshot, but you know, catapult. Oh, like a catapult sounds more, you know, medieval. Trebuchet, trebuchet, medieval. Yeah, way more badass. <laughs> Way, uh, way I, more badass than David and Goliath. Get that shit out of here. Republican thing. I'm not trying to kill him. Interesting that in these two categories on differ.com. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It talks about the symbol, the donkey and the elephant, the color blue and red found the year it was founded. And then it says the website, the website for the Democrats is Democrats.org. O-R-G. The website for, for the Republicans is www.gop.com. I didn't know what GOP stood for. Do you know what GOP stands for? <laughs> I, I, it stands a for government of the people party. was the only thing I could think of. <laughs> Perfect. Their website. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, what the hell is the GOP? Their website like, the Republicans the or known as the GOP. I was like, no way. Ugh. That's funny. So, yeah, that's funny. That was, all right. Well, this is this is probably going on a bit longer than people were hoping. Well, this is going to be probably realistically the most formal episode that we ever have, um, and I don't think we really got anywhere. So yeah, that I was think- a fun hour and a half of. Uh, I mean, I think we had, I think we had some good conversation in there, but I mean, I think that, yeah, I think I fall on the Republican side for six of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then either disagree or am neutral on four other topics, five other topics. So yeah, I'd say I'm more Republican than Democrat, but I'm absolutely liberal. So I don't know how that plays out. I don't know how I can be a liberal conservative, but uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big ass uh, hamster, realistically. I'm, I'm I keep scrolling up and down this list. I have the and I, I just I don't know. I maybe I'm a nonconformist because I like I have problems with the way they phrase a lot of these things. Like on both sides, I mean, I'm like I don't. I don't like that either. <laughs> you know, like, you know, so yeah. I, I, I guess five Democrat and three Republican, and then two. I just can't even. I can't even. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> yeah. Two neutrals. Yeah, it's it's actually. You just agree with you disagree with both of them, them or agree with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I got that for a few of them. Yeah, disagree with both. <laughs> disagree with yeah. both. Um, yes. I don't even know what the hell this means. Yeah, I got a few of those. Well, and I think, I think so. I, I think this is a good kind of shutter down, close it down kind of point we've gotten to here. But I think the big thing is like, um, I was listening to Jordan Peterson talk one time. I think I told you this already, but 
you need both of yeah, the parties and both of the parties can be right at the same time like you can you, it is it is totally fine on this on this chart here for you to say we need government regulations yep. and for me to say government regulations hinder the free market both of those statements are true we do need regulations but i agree equally that it destroys the free market or seriously hinders the free market and you and i have also talked about this where it's really about where you put your weight so on some issues are much more heavily weighted for me than would be for you and vice versa so we can both be right at the same time or we can both be wrong at the same time um on totally different sides of the aisle so i i I think that's the biggest thing with this whole podcast is just being aware of the fact that you you both could be right you know so whenever anybody's talking to their friends about this kind of shit they can just say you know it's you you know i i disagree with you but i'm not saying you're wrong and i i think that that's a real key to this whole thing and that's why you and i can have conversations about this stuff because that's i think we get to that point a lot where it's like you know i i, I don't agree with you but yeah i think i don't i, I understand exactly what you're saying i don't i don't necessarily agree with that but i like how you're saying it <laughs> uh, i gotta jump up <laughs> damn it sounds good but i don't know if i can get on board <laughs> Yeah, you know, that, hey, that's the end. If, uh, if ladies you made and gentlemen, you've made it to Brian, the end. We're jumping off bridges. <laughs> oh, oh, snap! All right, well, it sounds like we got merch already. Um, well, yeah, we'll end the episode here. Uh, thanks for checking us out and uh, hanging out tonight, and kind of figuring out whether you're a Democrat or Republican or both, middle, neither. Who knows? Um, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, hopefully you learned something or hopefully you uh, just uh, took something home that you didn't know before. So I guess I'd be learning something. Redundancy is awesome. Uh, it's redundant. So have a great evening.